Hello, muggles. This and welcome to this episode of Disney Co. In the Know, Harry Potter Universal, episode six. And tonight we are talking about King's Cross Station, Hogwarts, Universal Orlando, and Warner Brothers Studio Tour in London, England. I am your host, Bruce Beal, owner of 407 and Beyond Vacation Company and the blog and podcast Disney Co. In the Know. And today I am joined by Disney Co. In the Know contributors, Jake. Hello. And Hannah. Hey, y'all. And Steven. Hey, everyone. And before we get going with our discussion, I want to say that this show is sponsored by 407 and Beyond Vacation Company, Disney and Universal experts to help plan and book your perfect family vacation. So all you have to do is show up, have fun, and create family memories. Visit us on the web at www.407vacations.com. And check out our YouTube station, Disney Co. in the Know, and watch our Disney Co. in the Know podcast on Thursday nights where we talk everything Disney and Universal news and have discussions such as our favorite theme park attractions, restaurants, and more. Check us out on YouTube at Disney Co. in the Know. All right, guys. As always, I am excited for tonight's episode. Um, we are talking King's Cross Station and Hogwarts Express. And before we begin, Stephen is going to give us a 60-second recap of the chapter before we move on. So let me pull up to tonight's timer and move us on over there. All right. Is the timer visible? Yes. All right. Sure. Stephen, here we go in three. Two, one. All right, everyone. So our chapter is six, the journey from platform and nine three quarters. And the opening of this chapter starts with Harry waiting a month from shopping till he can go to school. Um, during this time, Harry uh, names his owl Hedwig from a name he finds in the history of magic. Um, and then he has to ask his uncle um, for a ride to King's Cross Station to platform nine and three quarters. His uncle goes along with this, kind of laughs that there is no nine and three quarters. Um, and so the next day they take Harry, they drop him off at King's Cross Station, and then they actually go to have Dudley's pigtail removed. Um, Harry's at the station. He can't find platform nine and three quarters. He sees the Weasleys come about, and they kind of show him how to get through the platform. Um, you got so 10 seconds. And he meets Fred and George Weasley and Ron Weasley and Hermione. And they talk about chocolate dogs and Grindelwald and Nicholas Flamel. And somebody tries to rob Gringotts. Oh. And then we see the castle. All right. Very good. I think uh, you hit most of it. But Jake Hanna, what, what did we, uh, what Stephen missed with, with that 60 second recap? <laughs> Well, uh, with those time constraints there, we didn't get a, uh, get to a lot of the first meetings on the train, you know, meet a lot of new characters and stuff for the first time that are uh, going to become mainstays and everything. Uh, so we didn't get to see, like, uh, as much of a focus on meeting Hermione for the first time, meeting Neville, uh, stuff like that. We, uh, we get to see our first attempt at a spell with Ron trying to turn Scabbers yellow, and it doesn't work, but it's a fun little uh, little bit. And there's a, almost a, a fight between Malfoy and Harry and Ron, where Malfoy tries to convince Harry that he's hanging out with the wrong crowd already, and Harry knows that he's not. So, Stephen, good job. Tough task this week, trying to fit all those events from the Hogwarts Express into 60 seconds. Um, so, so, good job with that. And let's, uh, let's continue with Stephen. Stephen, who was your favorite character from this chapter? 
my favorite character, I'm probably going to have to go back to Vernon Dursley. And the reason being is, again, we kind of get to see this this oddball character kind of laugh at Harry about, you know, going to platform nine and three quarters, um, knowing that there isn't one. Um, and then silly enough, it's because they happen to already be going into London to have um, Dudley's pigtail removed um, from his backside. So it's just kind of this ridiculous story. And he really thinks he's again, beating the visiting world and winning at the end by dropping Harry off at King's Cross station with no train. And he kind of drives away once again, thinking he's the winner. So um, I love that kind of humor. And um, even though it's a very short piece of the chapter that that just kind of made me laugh inside. Yeah, very good. Hannah, what about you? Fred and George. I love Fred and George. We really get a taste at their humor in this first one. We see them, you know, making fun of Ron a little bit. We see them, you know, helping Harry get through the platform and, and just kind of the two of them joking back and forth. I'm Fred. He's George. Nope. You had it right the first time. And just their humor and their relationship. We already get a taste of it right from the get go. And one of my favorite lines is when they tell Ginny, we'll send you a Hogwarts toilet seat. And I just love that. And it, it comes back uh, later in, the, in the, the book. At the end, when Harry's in the hospital wing, they, they send him a toilet seat. Or they try to, I believe. So I, I just think it's pretty great. And I love the two of them and the humor they bring. So That's too funny. Uh, Jake, what about you? Uh, yeah, Hannah stole my thunder a little bit with this one. <laughs> I'm also going to go with Fred and George. I know it's our favorite character, not characters. But, you know, they're kind of a... A single entity it wouldn't make sense to split them up and pick one uh but they're just some of my favorite characters from the whole series i think they are genuinely funny both when you're reading it through as a kid for the first time when you're going back and rereading it as an adult uh they're hilarious and they're the type of people that you would like love to to know in real life just because they'd be so much fun to be around and everything so uh being introduced to them for the first time you know they really steal the scene when uh when they have the opportunity so I, I got to go with Fred and George. Definitely my favorites. All right. Another vote for Fred and George. Um, I'm going to go with Hagrid. Oh, should I say more? Um, no, I, I'm kidding. Um, this week, I'm going to go with Ron Weasley. Um, I really enjoy getting to know Ron as him and Harry sit in the, the train compartment together. Um, we get a little bit of backstory about Ron, how he has older brothers who he feels in the shadow of. He, um, you know, is still trying to learn magic, even though he's from a magical family, um, by his failed attempt of turning his rat yellow. And um, we, we just get to, to see Harry and Ron uh, start to bond over, over um, just you know, being them genuine selves. And so uh, for me, uh, my favorite character of this chapter is, is Ron Weasley, so. I think we have to give a quick shout out to Molly Weasley, because without her stating very loudly, packed with muggles, Harry likely would not have made it to the platform, gotten through, met the Weasley family, so. Let's, let's talk about that real quick. Let's give 60 seconds to what was Harry supposed to do if he never hears Molly Weasley say the word muggle? What, what would Harry have done? No idea. I think that was an oversight on Hagrid's part, like forgetting, you know, he mentions in the previous chapter how he's like, oh, I forget. You don't know about Quidditch. You don't know about this. You don't know about that. So I think he probably forgets that Harry doesn't know about Platform 9 and 3 quarters. So he's like, you'll be fine. And 
Yeah, there's actually a part in the chapter where, where Harry goes, you know, did Hagrid forget to tell me something? Like, is this like the leaky cauldron going into Diagon Alley? He's like, at the point where he's ready to just pull out his wand and start tapping on bricks when he hears, uh, <laughs> when he hears Molly talking about muggles. So, so yeah, I, I think, you know, if it hadn't, if he hadn't heard that, um, Dumbledore probably would have sent Hagrid again to come pick him up or something. Uh, someone would have come to collect him because, you know, that's a very, very important person to not, uh, not have at Hogwarts. Yeah. I think that that's what would have had to have happened. Cause I don't know what, what he does. Um, you know, if, if, if he's there at King's Cross and he doesn't know where to go and he doesn't hear Molly Weasley say the word muggles, um, I think he's probably still hanging out at King's Cross as of today. So, um, <laughs> so luckily Molly was there at the same time that, uh, that he was. So. How did he not notice more people with trunks and owls and things is another question. If everyone's going to platform nine and three quarters. Maybe, maybe wizards are just very early. Yeah, very time conscious. <laughs> That's very possible. Very punctual. That's fine. All right. Well, um, let's move into uh, another segment, and, and we're going to talk about King's Cross and, and this scene from the movie in real life. So over in London, England, um, I visited uh, King's Cross Station in real life, and I will say that the biggest um, surprise to me was this was not actually filmed in King's Cross Station in real life. It was filmed across the street at St. Pancras Station. Um, uh, I know producers felt that that felt uh, and looked better than the actual King's Cross Station. And so while we were there, um, they actually commemorate, commemorate um, the, the filming of Harry Potter at that station. And so they have like this really cool gift shop um, there at the station just in amongst all the other stuff going on there so food and and, and other types of merchandise um that are found at train stations and in, in inside is a harry potter shop and outside of the harry potter shop is a uh, half a train cart up against a brick wall where there's a photo opportunity um as if you are entering platform nine and three quarters so it is just a really cool experience um but a lot of people don't know that king's cross station it it does exist but it wasn't actually filmed there um uh, just the outside facade of saint pancras you know looked better um but saint pancras station is also in harry potter and the chamber of secrets when ron and harry fly to fort anglia over the the train station but we will talk more about that i'll reserve that for when we go over uh book two so um, is, that a, is that a fact that you guys knew that um, this wasn't actually filmed at King's Cross Station? I personally had no idea. I kind of wonder how, you know, J.K. Rowling feel like she wrote, King's Cross Station has such a huge part in almost every Harry Potter book. And then to have it changed for the movie and those of us who are not from England and don't know the difference, like I wonder how that feels. <laughs> Like, is yeah, she offended I, that they didn't yeah. go with what she wanted? I don't know. I, I'm sure, I, I'm sure she, she signed off on it. I, I'm sure it was fine. I just figured it was all made up. So I never even oh. knew there was an actual King's Cross station. I just envisioned it once the movie was, showed how it was. So Yeah, I, and I would suggest that any of our uh, viewers or listeners um, find themselves over in London, that they, they check it out. It is, um, it's not some big you know, day long experience, but it is a really cool touch to actually be there where it was modeled after and filmed at. Um, and then, you know, wait in line and go to the gift shop. Um, it, it's just a, a really cool experience. 
So um, does anyone have anything more on this before we move on? All right, excellent. Let's move over to our Universal Orlando Spotlight for this week. And we are going to talk specifically about Hogwarts Express and the experience on the Hogwarts Express. So Stephen, why don't you tell viewers and listeners, give us you know, a quick overview of what that attraction, what that experience is like. So the Hogwarts Express um, is what joins the two parks together. Right. And so we have um, King's Cross on one station and then we have meeting at Diagon Alley in the other. And so you can kind of see both ends um, depending on which station um, you board from. And and this is where we can kind of travel back and forth between the, the two Harry Potter lands at Universal. And um, this this connection is almost like a ride and attraction in itself um, because you get the, the Hogwarts Express experience. Um, it looks very much from the inside, like you're boarding a train um, and they have some TV screen as a form of your window. So it looks like you're traveling um, and it just has this look and this feel as if you're on an actual train ride um, and you're moving back and forth between the parks. And so, looks and feel um it really makes you feel a part of this whole world yeah um for sure and uh the one point of clarification i want to make is you can connect it um over at diagon alley at king's cross and then it drops you off at hogsmeade um at, at the other station but um to steven's point this is um a the train is actually moving, but it is another one of those uh, motion simulators um, where the, the window is a screen and adventure happens um, as you take the train between Diagon Alley and King's Cross over to Hogsmeade. Um, Jake and Hannah, what do you, what, what can you tell viewers and listeners about the, the interior and the design of the train itself? Yeah. I mean, it's <clears throat> like, like Steven said, it's, it's so authentic. You know, that's, that's the beauty of, of, uh, the Universal Harry Potter Park as a whole, like you feel like you're there, you feel like you're on the train and stuff, like you are going to Hogwarts. Uh, that's that's always been the best part of it and, and stuff. And you know, you you feel that anticipation of oh, you know, I'm <clears throat> I'm going to Hogwarts. Like, that's what everyone wants to feel. Uh, I, I think I don't think there was like the trolley or anything that came around, which would have been cool. Uh, but obviously, you know, you got constraints of it being a ride and everything. But, uh, but it, it recreates that feel, which is all, all I can ask for personally. Absolutely. I think, I think Jake summed it up pretty well. And I think that, um, like Stephen mentioned, the use of the screens is super important because they could have just made the train ride from one side to the other, but the screens take it up to a whole nother level. So you can see like the English countryside passing by and you can see, you know, possibly like the students on the train and stuff using those TV screens instead of just riding in a train car. It's a whole attraction on its own which i think is a fantastic way to just keep immersing you in that universe and they do such a good job with it yeah i think that's definitely a, a good description i think steven described the ride perfectly um you know it's it's like boarding a real train i do want to and steven did say how it connects the two parks um uh, which is absolutely right one thing i want to add to that is that you cannot get on the hogwarts express unless you have a park to park ticket so if you just have a park uh ticket to universal orlando or islands of adventure standing alone you cannot get on the hogwarts express that's only available if you have a park to park ticket and they will check your park tickets um, at the train gates so um there, there's no sneaking on the hogwarts express so 
Um, I just wanted to uh, put that out there for viewers and listeners that um, you do have to have a park to park ticket to visit both parks in one day. So that's, that's just another level of offense authenticity, right? Like <laughs> you actually have to have your ticket, you know, you're, you're actually getting on a train to go somewhere else like that. That just adds to the whole experience. I feel like. I think uh, Jacob, Jacob mentioned the trolley not being an option. And that makes me kind of sad, you know, being on there and not being able to have the, the trolley, which be like anything from the trolley dears and get like some chocolate frogs and watch them jump out the window, you know, missing a little piece of that. But I understand with the safety aspect why they have to uh, keep you sealed in. So. Right. You can definitely get all of your snacks when you go to uh, Hogsmeade or Diagon Alley. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah. All right. So very good. Anything, anything else you want to tell folks about, Hogwarts Express and Universal Orlando? No? All right. Yeah. So let's move on to our last segment of today's show, Divination. And this Divination segment is going to be brought to you by contributor Jake. So Jake, what do you have for us? What can we look forward to in the chapters to come? Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, foreshadowing and stuff in this chapter. We get a lot of characters introduced for the first time. They're going to play huge roles in the series. You know, we get to see all of the Weasleys. Uh, we get to see Hermione and Neville and uh, Crab and Goyle and, and all this stuff is introduced that is really going to come to uh, be an important part. But what I want to focus on is someone who uh, kind of gets introduced in this chapter, but not as we will eventually come to know him. And that is Scabbers slash Peter Pettigrew. Um, it's always fun to uh, go back and read this because but when you're when you're reading through the first time, you know Scabbers is just a rat, right? Like he's just Ron's pet. Uh, he even gets a couple. He gets highlighted a couple times in the chapter with uh, Ron tries to turn him yellow. He uh, bites Goyle's finger uh, to avert the fight and stuff like that. Um, and it's funny to think of it as oh, it's not just a rat. Like it's a dude transformed into a rat. <laughs> who just happens to live with his family. Like it, it's so, so, so weird to, to think of Scabbers as a, a person, but uh, we know that he's going to come to play that role in, in book three and he'll stick around for, for the rest of the series as well as Peter Pettigrew. Uh, but, but I thought that was one of the fun things uh, in this chapter that's going to come back in a very surprising way later for those who, uh, who don't already know. That is that is definitely a good good divination segment. Um, I, I I think that 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 is kind of like one of those minute points because you know Scabbers plays he, he's mentioned but he's not playing a huge role in the chapter but he plays such a significant part in the overall Harry Potter series that um, I think that was really good. Stephen, Hannah, any thoughts on on that forecasting? Jake, I think that was that was great, and he, uh, I was kind of thinking along the same lines when I read it, and thinking about that when he bites onto Goyle's finger um, in the train car, and I was thinking like, you know, does he, as the rat, like we know that he's aware of what's going on around him, and he's meeting Harry now, and is he thinking about like everything he's done, and is he trying to help out and make up for what he did? Like, does he feel good? You know, it just, I just kind of ran off with it in in my own way of, you know as as Peter Pettigrew, like, how is he feeling meeting Harry? And Harry has no idea that the man who resulted in his parents' demise is sitting in this train car with him on the way to Hogwarts. And Refusing to be turned yellow. <laughs> exactly. It's a lot to take in, so. <laughs> Stephen, any, uh, any last thoughts on the chapter before we uh, close? Yeah, I just like, um, you know, following up with Scabbers, just the 
knowing that he's a human, the, the personality traits that JK Rowling gives him, um, you know, he kind of stands up for Harry and Ron and, and, you know, bites the finger and then gets thrown into the window. And, um, later on in the movie, when we see, or later on in the books, when we see Peter Pettigrew talking, he tells Ron, you know, haven't I been a loyal pet? Um, so it's kind of funny that in this scene, we see him sticking up for Harry and Ron and kind of fighting the battle for him. Um, and also, just the way Ron looks at him, um, you know, he picks him up and kind of says, Oh, is he dead? And then he's, Oh no, he's just, he just fell asleep again. So it just kind of, it just kind of tells us a little bit about Peter Pettigrew's personality. So I just thought some of those traits were kind of funny. That, that is really good. So I think that'll do it for episode six of Disney Con the know Harry Potter and universal edition. Follow us on Facebook at 407 and beyond vacation company and join in on the discussion on our Facebook group, Disney Co. in the know, and visit us on the web at www.407vacations.com. So guys, until next time, thanks a lot for a good show. I appreciate everyone's uh, good insight into the story in Universal Orlando, and I will see everybody on episode seven. So until then, take care. Bye, guys. Bye.